Well, good morning and welcome to our Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, Romans Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. I'm glad you're with us live today. If you are and if you're not, I, 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 I just pray that you'd be finding us on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Uh, you can find everything we do here at Crossway Church, uh, all our worship services, uh, our Galatians teaching on Friday morning that's done live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page just like this one is being uh, broadcast. And, uh, but everything we do is uploaded to that YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And you can also find our messages, our teachings on the website, which is www.thecrosswaychurch.com. And uh, we're just excited about that, excited about everything the Lord's doing here in Queen City, Texas, this little beautiful piney woods of northeast Texas here and uh, at Crossway Church. We're located at 610 Highway 59 right here in Queen City, Texas. If you're anywhere near this region, and I want you to know people drive an hour and a half to be here from three different directions to hear the glorious gospel revealed in the Word of God. It's, only, it's the only avenue through, it, through which God's Word can be revealed is through the gospel. And I'm excited to know that today after hundreds and hundreds of years of not knowing how to read and how to understand and, and that God does only speak in these last days through His Son. We have something very special here filled with the Holy Spirit, believing in the gifts of the Spirit and, and, and seeing the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to invite you, 10 a.m. Sunday mornings and 6.40 p.m. Wednesday nights, you can come and be a part of a great move of God right here at Crossway Church. So uh, we're also uh, planning a church in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, the second weekend every month we'll be at the Hampton Inn uh, on a Friday night at 7 and Saturday morning from 10 to lunch. Please help us get that word out to those in that area that definitely uh, desperately need a church focused on Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary and not all the things uh, that are out there today have, that have taken over the church. So praise God for what God's doing there. And uh, one last thing, our determined count meeting will be October the 24th through the 27th this year right here at uh, Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Put it on your calendar. You don't want to miss that. Uh, ministers coming in from all over the country uh, preaching this glorious gospel ministers that the Lord has been able to bring to the place he brought the Apostle Paul where their testimony is I've determined not to know anything but Christ and him crucified praise God well let's get into the word today grab your pencil grab your paper let's get ready to study the word of God together and and listen to the Holy Spirit today as he will reveal the truth to us that's his job that's what he longs to do and we want to hear from him today. Amen. Praise God. We're in the book of Romans, as I said, chapter 5, and we will begin in verse 12 today. If you've missed any of the sessions, this is, uh, this is part 9 of chapter 5. So uh, go back and start at the beginning, uh, and I promise you, if you'll get your Bible with an honest, receptive heart, follow along and just believe what God has said, God will change your life. He will change your life. And that's what you need, my friend. You need your life changed 
by the power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He'll do that. He'll do that for you. Everything in your life can be changed. You can't make it right, but he can. Praise God. Verse 12, chapter 5, part 9 in our Romans teaching, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world? That speaking of Adam back in the garden when he disobeyed God and fell into sin. Sin, sin came in. Watch this. And death came in by sin. When Adam sinned, death came in. Death, never forget this, death is separation. The moment Adam sinned, he was separated from God in his relationship. You know the story? When God came looking for Adam, Adam was what? He was hiding from God. Why? Because when sin came in, Death came in. There was a separation that took place causing fear in Adam's heart. Think about that. And death came in by sin, and so death passed upon all men because all have sinned. And I've heard it many times, and I've even had thoughts in years long ago, well, what's Adam got to do with me? Well, he's your daddy. He's my daddy until I'm born again and then I have a heavenly father uh, until I'm born again through faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. I'm just a son of Adam. I'm in his, the whole human race comes from Adam and Eve. And, and if you believe something different than that, I'll have to ask you, who told you that? Because the word of God is where we get all our information. The Word of God is where we get all our information. God tells us where we came from, how we got started, why we're in the predicament of sin we're in, how to get out of it, how to have abundant and everlasting life. He, he explains all of that. Nobody else can do that. God's Word was in the beginning, and the Word of God is God. So anything contrary to what you'll find in your Bible is a lie. No matter what the devil tells you, and that's who's telling you, anything else you're hearing, anything that's contrary to what we read in Genesis through Revelation is a lie. It's a lie. So, verse 13 says, For until the law, talking about the law of Moses, until God gave Moses the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Think about that. From Adam to Moses, there was no law. But men still were sinners. Watch this, verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Now let's talk about that this morning. And I want to make one statement that the Lord gave me this morning, early this morning, looking over this teaching for today. Man doesn't need law to sin. Think about that. Man doesn't need law to sin. There was no law. Men lived from Adam to Moses when God gave the law to Moses. Between that period of, in that period of time, there was no law. There was no tree of the knowledge of good and evil for other men for God tell them don't eat off that. They were no longer in the Garden of Eden. They were out. So all the way from Adam to Moses, there was no law. Men don't need law. Men, and it's because when we sinned, and that's what happened because we were all in Adam, when we sinned as man in the Garden of Eden, 
we not only became sinners and separated from God in, through death, sin and death, but and we weren't just in darkness, we were the darkness. Do you understand that? Ephesians 5.8 tells us that we were the darkness. We weren't just in it, in the dark. We were the darkness. Sinners without faith in Christ being born again and becoming the light of the world that Jesus tells us we are when we're His, we're darkness. That's, that, we are sinners. That's what we are. So it doesn't matter that there was uh, no law between Adam and Moses. Men were just sinners. All are sinners. Even after the law came, the law was just God revealing uh, 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 who he was in a, in, a, in, a, in a greater way than they'd known. It was also, uh, at that point, what men would do after the law came, they would transgress. See, uh, transgression is sin. But it's one thing to just be sinning and, and, and living in sin and dying in your sin than it is to have a law from God and to be transgressing. Transgressing means you're going against something that you've been given. You're transgressing the law. It's still sin. But the, but the consequence is greater. So the main point I want to make this morning at this point in this teaching is this. Men don't need a law to be sinners. We are that when we get here because of what we did in the garden, which was just a disobedient act toward God. One thing God told Adam, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. That's what he had. And if Adam would have not ate off that tree, the earth would be filled today with sons and daughters of God whose image he was in. But because he fell into sin and death came in, now he's a sinner and the whole human race is sinners and we bear children after our the likeness of who we are, sinners, instead of just obedient children of God, bearing children in the image of God. Do you understand that? So, Men do not need law. But law, the Bible has lots of things to say about the law. If, if we're trying to serve God by law, we can't do it. And the laws we make up or even trying to do it according to the law and the Word of God, if we're trying to live for God by law, it stirs up <coughs> the sin nature, puts sin in motion because God won't accept your works. He only accepts the work of Christ. And that even for us today as born-again children. He only accepts that which He is doing in and through us because of our faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm going to make a statement. I've made it throughout the years. I want you to hear it today. Many of you will understand and a lot of you might have to go scratch your head for a few days and get in the Word. But God only honors what God does. He doesn't honor what we do. God only honors what God does. Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. Well, I can get up right now and go to Walmart. I mean, I, mean, I, I, can, I can do whatever I want to right now. Jesus meant you can't glorify God without me. You can't bear fruit without me. You can't do anything I've called you to do without me. 
Everything has to be done through Christ, which means faith in what he did for us at Calvary. So let me say it again. God only honors what God does. At, at, the, at the judgment seat of Christ for you and me, Christian, when we stand there, any rewards that we receive will only be those rewards for what we allowed Him to do by His Spirit in us and through us. You have to always remember all things are from Christ, by Christ, through Christ, from Him, by Him, and to Him. When we say it's all about Jesus, my friend, we're going to have a revelation one day of that fully, that it is all about Jesus. He created the worlds. He redeemed those who will believe in Him, and He will judge all things. It is all about Jesus. What are you doing with Jesus today? What are you doing with Jesus today? What are you allowing Him to do by His Spirit in you today, through you today, because we're not going to get anything when it's just us. That some of the churches he wrote to in the book of Revelation, they had they had fallen in a place where they were just going through the motions. It was all about what they were doing and not what they were allowing him to do in and through them. You know the, the reprimand. You better get back to your first love. You better get back to your first love or I'm going to take your light away. Well, the, our first love, our first works, we're told to get back to, is the place where we first realized He loved us enough to give His Son for us. We accepted that by faith, and, and He began the work. It's the work He does that's our first works. Because God won't call and honor anything that's just our works. He only honors what He does in and through us, and then He calls that our works. Amen. When when people would come to Jesus and say, your faith has made, they, he would tell them, your faith has made you whole. Well, it was only because their faith was in him, not just any old faith. It's all about Jesus, who he is and what he did. Hallelujah. At Calvary. So let's look at this. Nevertheless, verse 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the likeness of Adam's transgression. As, as we mentioned, nobody else was told not to eat off a tree. They just were sinners, and we're all born in that condition. And after the likeness of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come? You understand that Adam was even a type and a shadow of some degree of Christ that was to come in this manner. And we talked about this last week to some degree. Adam was, uh, he's called that, he's the first Adam, the Bible calls him. The first man that God put on the earth to be the representative of all men. There's only been two. The first Adam, the one in the Garden of Eden, and the last Adam, the second, and the last. The Bible calls him the last Adam because there won't ever be another representative man. It was the first man that ate off the tree, was told not to not eat off of, became a sinner, and there was the last Adam that tasted death on a tree by the grace of God. Hallelujah. The last Adam tasted death by the grace of God 
on a tree. The cross for all of humanity, representing all of humanity, dying for all of humanity's sins. And it was all of humanity's sins he died for and accomplished the mission. Because if he had not, he could not have been raised from the dead. If one of your sins, if, if, if any sin even of the child molester, the, the murderer, the rapist, the, 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 the most horrid, uh, sinful generals in armies that have slain even back in the Holocaust uh, when they killed millions of Jews, hear me, if those people come to God through Christ in faith and what he did at Calvary, they can be born again saved from their sins because the death of Jesus atoned, propitiated, paid for by His own blood. Hallelujah. All sin. All sin. And He proved it worked by being raised from the dead because the wages of sin is death. And had He been a sinner... He could not have been raised from the dead and had one sin not been atoned for, he could not have been raised from the dead. But he was raised from the dead on the third day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He was the last Adam. Know this, he's the last representative man. There won't be another one. This is why Jesus told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. You and I are born into this world as sinners. We didn't ask to be, but God privileged us by bringing us into His wonderful creation. My wife and I stepped out on the porch last night and watched uh, uh, several occasions. It was too cold to stay out there. and We kept going out there in 15-minute uh, increments and watching the great lunar uh, eclipse or whatever it was called last night where the, the, the earth kept covering up the, the moon and, until it was totally covered up. And just the wonders of the heavens. And the Bible says the heavens declare His glory. And the Bible says that God gave us the stars and the moon for times and signs and seasons. And, and it's just amazing. Uh, God has done all these things for us in Christ. And we need to recognize His greatness, praise God. But Jesus told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. And again, you and I, we get here. We didn't ask to come. But again, let me say it. God privileged us, bringing us into His creation. And because we're born sinners, we have to be born into another family. We have to die to the old man. We have to be born again into a new family. And it's not just mental ascent. It is when we believe from the heart that God gave His only begotten Son for us that when we would believe upon Him, then, we re then we're removed from perishing and we have everlasting and abundant life. Praise be to God. That's a promise. That's a guarantee to those that come to God by faith in His Son and what His Son did to crucify that old man. That old man that we're born as, it cannot go to heaven. We cannot go to heaven as lost, sinful humanity. That's why we must be born again. We must die. This old man must die and we must be born again. That doesn't happen through what we do. That happens through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. When God sees our faith in His Son, when we receive and believe God's love is for us, loves us so much that He offered His only begotten Son for us, when we 
Believe it from the heart, not just say, yeah, okay, all right, I believe that. No, 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 no. When we believe it from the heart, we give ourselves to God. We give ourselves to that truth. We begin to walk in that truth. And then we are allowed by the Holy Spirit to see what's written concerning Christ and our, our union with Him because we're in Him when we're born again. We have our place in Christ, but it's only through our faith in His death. Not when we go to church, not when we start reading the Bible, when we believe in the sacrifice of Christ because that's the very place that Christ represented you to God as bearing your sin so that you could be forgiven of your sin and you were, Romans 6, 3, baptized, immersed into the death of Jesus. When He was on the cross dying for you, God saw His Son dying for all the sins of humanity, but God also saw us, those who believe in Christ, throughout all humanity, all the ages, God saw not only His Son dying for our sins, but His his representation of us was so powerful that God could even see in that moment all those who would have faith in Christ and His sacrifice for the forgiveness of their sins. He saw us being crucified with Him. I am crucified with Christ. Glory to God. Why don't you just say that with me? I'm crucified with Christ. Yet I live, but not I. But Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. And the life I now live, even in this old flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. That's good news, my friends. That's good news. Glory to God, that's good news. There is no better news than that. Hallelujah. Jesus gave himself for us so we could live, not just be in a church, not just read the Bible, but to be with him, walk with him, hear him. God says in these last days, he's speaking to us by his son. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, read it. He's speaking to us by his son. That means through his son and what his son did at Calvary. Glory to God, that's good news. I'm excited about that. You must be born again. That means accepting from the heart the work that Jesus did. Not go and pay your way in. That's an abomination to God to try to buy your way. Put, going to church and putting money in the offering plate and even getting water baptized. If you think you're getting in because all those things, you're, you're not only not getting in through that, but you're pushing away from the only thing God has offered all of humanity. You can't buy your way in. You and I cannot earn our way in. We can't be good enough and just because we're better than them and better than them doesn't mean anything to God. We're either sinners lost or we're sinners saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah. That's good news. I want to know today, I want to ask you something. Which family of Adam are you in? Are you in the first Adam family or are you in the last Adam's family? You've got to be born again to be in the family of God. So many people today, uh, even the church, I hear people that are in the church all the time say, well, we're all just the children of God. And the Bible doesn't say that. Matter of fact, it says something opposite from that. The only children of God are those who are in Christ. And the only entrance into Christ is faith in His death for our sins. Amen. That, that, this is powerful. This is good stuff. So 
Adam was even called a son of God. He was called a son of God. Well, I've got it here in my notes. Luke 3 and 38 says that Adam was a son of God. Let's look at that. Remember, he's a type and a shadow to some degree of Christ. So let's look back in Luke chapter 3, and we'll read this together today. If we can get there, Luke chapter 3, verse 38 says, uh, let's back up and read verse 37, which was the son of Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Amalalil, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Adam was a son of God. Put here with his wife Eve to bring forth children, to multiply and replenish the earth, have dominion over the earth, and to bring forth children into the image of God. But when he fell into sin, sin can't represent God. Sin only represents who we are because we're sinners once we disobeyed God. And as I said earlier, now we just bring children that are sinners into this world. But Adam was a son of God. So when we read here in Romans that nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come. Adam was a figure of him that was to come. What's that mean? Another son of God is coming. But again, in this lesson, let's make sure that we go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and we read verse 45 through 47. Watch. And you need to have this highlighted in your Bible. You need to know this. You don't just need to hear this. You need to write this down with your pencil and paper. You'd be amazed what can happen if you write stuff down. Somebody told me years ago that writing stuff down, writing things down, is like reading it 11 times. You'd be amazed at what taking notes will do for you in church or on these broadcasts. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. And so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Jesus is a quickening spirit. He wasn't a living soul. He is a quickening, life-giving, is what quickening means, life-giving spirit. Remember, God is a spirit. God is spirit. They that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Think about that. God, the only way that anybody knows God is through the Son that He's put all things into His hands. He's, he, he's come to, He created all things. As I said earlier, he, he is the Redeemer of all things that will believe in Him. Think about that. And He's the Judge, the Redeemer. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual. Talking about Christ, spiritual. That didn't come first. But that which is natural. Talking about Adam. And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first Adam, natural, fleshly. Watch this. The last Adam, spiritual. Now this is very important. Watch this. The first man is of the earth. Remember Adam formed of the dust of the ground. God breathed into his nostrils. He became a living soul. And then God reached in, put him to sleep, reached in, took out a rib, and formed Eve, his wife. The first man is of the earth. 
He's earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The second man, the last Adam, is the Lord from heaven. The Lord. Lord of all creation. God became a man. We see, that, we see that again. For those of you who may be fresh students of the Word, we'll turn over. Uh, God became a man. I showed this to a, a, some Mormons a few years ago, and they just won't believe it because they're so deceived. But, but, but again, you have to believe the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God. It was here. It's been around before any other things came along. Remember, in the beginning was God... And the Word was with God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. Let's read this. John chapter 1. I'll get it right. John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word. Remember that. In the beginning was the Word. Remember, God created all things by His Word. And here in this same chapter, you'll see that without the Word... God didn't create anything. Watch this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Notice, it's called a Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. In Him was life. That's why you must be baptized into the death of Christ because only in Him, through His death, is the life of men. Think about that. Now watch this, verse 14. We've seen in the Word of God that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. So watch this, verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, if the Word is God, and the Word became flesh... That means God became flesh and dwelt among us. Who was that? Jesus. Jesus. I said Jesus. Something about that name. Glory to God. Jesus. Why don't you just say it this morning? Oh, it's not silly. Just say it. Oh, His name, Jesus. Savior, Redeemer, Lord, Sanctifier. Oh, Glorious One. Hallelujah. Who is the brightness of God's glory and the very express image of His person. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God the Word became God the man to go as God the Lamb to the cross for you and me. Hallelujah. The good stuff. Good stuff. I'm telling you, these, these lessons that you and I are in, these lessons these, that we're hearing the Word like this is amazing. It's amazing. Adam's transgression, who, who is the figure of him that was to come. There's a first Adam, there's a last Adam. Whose family are you in today? And if you're in the family of God through faith in Christ, you need to tune in to all these broadcasts because you're not going to hear worldly news here. You're not going to hear the things that are out there. They, we've got men who are out there reporting what they need to report. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you hold? Well, it's whoever's report you're declaring, and I will report I will report the testimony of God, Christ and Him crucified, the power and the wisdom of God, and I will hear no other. I will report no other. Praise be to God. I love you. God bless you. And until Thursday morning this week at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, be determined to know nothing else. Praise God.